Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I was at our office getting our two new big monitors up for our KPI analytics, right? I wanted to see what's going up and what's going down. And while I was admiring all those ups and downs over all of our analytics, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. What's up, everybody? Manny Coates here. I'm going to raise my microphone. Hope everybody's doing well. Today, I want to talk about terms that we use in the Amazon private label business or in Amazon uh, selling in general and what they mean. There's a lot of confusion, right? Uh, one of the most common questions in our Facebook group is, what does this mean? And what does this mean? I don't understand this acronym. Uh, so, before we get into those, and I'm gonna cover as many as, as come to mind here, I wanna mention that if you are not already part of our Facebook group, please join. We have over 25,000 Amazon sellers in there. It's called the Amazon FBA High Rollers Group. Okay, it's on Facebook. You can go there very easily by going to our website at ampmpodcast.com forward slash Facebook, or you can just go to Facebook and type in FBA High Rollers and we'll pop up. So that said, let's get into um, a bunch of these, these terms and then uh, they're not going to be in any kind of order. I've got a small list and then I'm going to be jumping around as one reminds me of another. Okay, the first one, FBA. Hopefully uh, you know what FBA is means, but if not, it means fulfillment by Amazon. Okay. Um, it's an Amazon program where sellers send in their inventory, it gets stored there and then it gets shipped to the customer. That's the short of it. Okay. We talked about FBA that's fulfillment by Amazon. Let's talk about MF, which is merchant fulfilled. People always wonder what that means. And that's when Amazon, um, I'm sorry, when an Amazon seller actually ships the products to the customers themselves. So with FBA, you're sending everything to the uh, fulfillment centers, right, at Amazon, and they handle everything. Someone places an order on Amazon, they ship it out, they take care of customer service, everything. Uh, when you're doing merchant fulfilled, an order gets placed on Amazon, you then have to process that order and send out the product to the customer. Okay, hijacker. You might be hearing this all the time, okay, especially with new sellers, it happens to them all the time. A hijacker is when you have a private label product, okay, it's your own product, you have an ASIN, right? And then suddenly you notice there's another seller on your listing selling what's supposed to be that exact same product. And typically it's a counterfeit. And what that means uh, when they're doing that is that they're hijacking your listing, okay? They're trying to sell a counterfeit or something that's cheaper uh, than what you're selling it for. And they take that buy box away from you. So, so they're called a hijacker. Very painful to see this happen to your account, uh, to your listings when you're actually uh, you know, driving a lot of traffic and you're finally getting good reviews in because these guys can come in, hijack your listing with some kind of counterfeit product, and then uh, just destroy your your reputation, right? You can get a bunch of negative reviews when people are supposed to be getting something that's super awesome and it's not. You can get them off, but that's a whole different podcast. And I've in fact done a podcast on how to remove hijackers. A little bit uh, to the right of that, we have the sniper, not as commonly used. A lot of people don't uh, even know what this means, but the sniper is a hijacker that is a little smarter. They don't want to get detected. So they end up jumping on your listing for maybe 10 minutes or an hour 
and then they're off, okay? And this kind of keeps them uh, undetected. Now you don't know who uh, came on your listing and who potentially sniped away one sale. Um, and you don't typically know until the end uh, of a week or a month or whenever it is that you're looking at your reports and you notice, wow, my buy box percentage doesn't say 100%, it says 92%. And then that's when um, you realize snipers have been coming in. Uh, there's tools out there that, that will actually capture them as soon as they're in there and save it uh, so that you can come in and review it later and then actually contact them so that so that they don't keep doing this. We have, a, we have one of those tools in Helium 10 if you wanna check that out. Um, Hijacker Alerts, what it's called. Okay, so FBM, okay, what is the acronym FBM? We talked about FBA, FBM is fulfilled by merchant. Basically, it's exactly the same thing as merchant fulfilled. It just gets uh, mentioned differently, right? Tomato, tomato. Stock out. When someone says, "Oh, I've stocked out," that means they've run out of stock on their on their product. So uh, nothing more than that. Okay. Uh, PL. You'll see that that means private label. Um, this is creating your own uh, version of a product under your own label. Okay. That's very similar to white labeling. White labeling. In fact, a lot of people say white label or private label. Same thing. Um, I and I agree to some extent. If you go to China and you get a product that they already have in the factory and you put your brand on it, you've technically white labeled that product, right? But you're also private labeling it. That is your brand. Um, private label, you can do something more custom and it becomes just yours. Where typically with white label, you have a company, let's say that they sell vitamin C's and everybody just slaps their logo on it and a lot of people are selling the exact same product. Okay, so that's white label. Um, you've got um, with advertising, you've got CPC. Okay. First of all, they're sponsored ads. What are sponsored ads? That's the advertising in Amazon, right? You see it all the time. When you do a search, you'll see, uh, it'll say sponsored above the products. Then people will say, well, what is CPC? That's cost per click. Okay. And that's how much it costs every time someone clicks on your, uh, your ad. Okay. There's a cost associated with that. Then there's CTR. CTR stands for click-through rate, and that's the percentage of people that are actually clicking into your ad, right? So out of 100 people, if 10 people actually click it, you've got a 10% click-through rate. Um, there is, uh, let's see, let me, I'm gonna actually, running out of the ideas at the top, off the top of my head, let me pull up some here. Oh, there's a um, retail arbitrage, right? Uh, or RA, a lot of people just call it RA. You'll hear that in podcasts. Um, that's the sourcing inventory to sell on Amazon, typically from brick and mortar stores. People will go to Goodwill, they'll go to um, whatever it is, Staples, Walmart. They buy products that are on sale, being liquidated. They turn around and they flip them on Amazon for a profit. That's uh, that's RA. Uh, the other one is OA, which is online arbitrage, and that's the sourcing inventory to sell on Amazon, uh, typically using retail websites. So you can get stuff on, on websites. A lot of people still call that RA, but there's RA in OA. Um, Seller Central, that's where you log into Amazon to check out all the goodness, see how many sales you got. It's basically your dashboard as a seller for Amazon. Um, I mentioned sponsored ads already. Uh, within sponsored ads, you have um, what's called ACOS or A-C-O-S, okay? And uh, that's your um, advertising cost uh, on sales. So uh, for example, if your product costs $50 or actually it's $50 for someone to buy. Okay. Um, and you paid $50 in advertising fees and you know, on clicks on the CPC in order to get one sale. So you paid $50 to make a $50 sales. Then your ACOS would be 100%. You spent 100% of your actual cost in order to generate that sale. 
hundred percent is not good. I don't think in any circumstances. So uh, you want to get those ACOs as low. Um, most people want to get them down below 20%, 10% would be fantastic if you can get below that. Okay. Um, we have uh, DS that's drop shipping. That's when a third party ships items on your behalf. Uh, um, after you sell them. So there's a lot of different types of drop ships. So this kind of eliminates the, the process of, of, of you actually having to ship stuff out as a, as merchant fulfilled, right? So, um, for example, there's services where you can sell on eBay. People will buy on eBay and then it goes to Amazon. Amazon actually fulfills that order. That's essentially their drop shipping for you there. Um, an ASIN, you're going to hear this everywhere. What the heck is an ASIN? I didn't know what an ASIN was when I first started. Okay. An ASIN stands for Amazon Standard Identification Number. We just call them ASINs. And this is a unique identifier uh, for products found on Amazon, essentially. It's it's basically the SKU uh, for, for Amazon. Now, there's another one that's FN SKU. It's F-N-S-K-U. Um, that's a, uh, an acronym for, uh, what is it? Fulfillment Network SKU or Fulfillment Network Stock Keeping Unit. I always forget that one, um, but that one is uh, you're going to be printing those out and putting those on uh, your private label products. You've got BSR. BSR stands for bestseller rank. Everybody always talks about BSR. The lower the number, the better, right? If you're if you got a BSR of one, that means you are the number one selling product in that category. Okay. If you're BSR ten thousand, that means you are the ten thousandth um, product in terms of sales in that particular category. And a lot of uh, courses and training and stuff will say, hey, try to find products that are within you know, this BSR between let's say 2000 and 5000 BSR for a category. Uh, so it's just bestseller rank, that's what, um, what that stands for. That's different from keyword, uh, keyword rank, okay? Or search rank position, you'll hear that as well. Um, that's not BSR, that's where uh, you actually rank for that particular keyword when you type it into Amazon. So if you typed in, you know, uh, LED flashlight and you're number four, then that would be your position. You'd be ranked number four for that particular keyword. Sometimes people will call them SERPs also. Uh, that's a search engine ranking position, SERP, right? S-E-R-P. Um, that also works for Google and for just about everything. Um, I'm trying to get through these quickly so that uh, we can get uh, get you onto making some money. But I think it's important to know these these terms. There's commingling uh, when you're first starting out. If you're not doing any kind of specific private labeling for yourself, um, you can commingle. And commingled inventory is essentially uh, sending in your product, and it all gets pulled into this large inventory batch, right? That other sellers at Amazon's fulfillment center can use as well. So, uh, I'm sending in hundred units of this DVD. These guys are sending in 300 units of these DVDs and so forth. It all gets grouped together. Um, and it's commingled and it just ships out from there. Okay. Um, that's based off of a, a, a product ID. Uh, you might hear some people saying, uh, replen, uh, that's replenishable items. For example, diapers or coffee or things where people constantly want to replenish. If you can get into a product like that, it's very cool because once somebody buys, they can subscribe and that product will automatically get sent to them on a regular basis. So that's really cool. Um, let's see sourcing. You're going to hear that all the time. What does sourcing mean? Uh, the practice of finding items at a lower price to sell at a higher price. Simple as that. So you're going to go to a site like Alibaba or 1688 or wherever it is that you're going to go. You can some places here in the U.S., right? Uh, ThomasNet. And you're going to source a product, find that product, deal with the uh, the manufacturer or the um, 
whoever it is, a wholesaler, whoever it is that you're working with, and then get those products over to Amazon. Uh, Polybag, you hear that all the time. Polybag is uh, typically when you're not putting things in a box, Amazon requires you to put things into polybags, um, and polybags have to be a certain thickness and a certain strength, and um, it's just basically a plastic bag that is used to protect the uh, the item from getting scratched and, and damaged and dust and debris and all that kind of stuff, okay? Um, back-end keywords. Sometimes people will say uh, back-end search terms. That's what I say. I go, your back-end search terms. You always hear me say that. Those are the keywords that you do not see when you go to a listing on Amazon. Okay, so when you go in and you type in LED flashlight and you see the results and you click on something, you can see all the keywords there that they that that seller has used in their title, their bullets, their descriptions, everywhere else. Right. Um, the only thing you don't see is the back end search terms, and that's some fields on the back end of that listing that you can go in as a seller and type in specific keywords. Okay, maybe they're keywords you don't want to put on on the front publicly, but that allows you to essentially uh, get some additional keywords in there. So those are called the back end uh, search terms. Um, indexing keywords, you'll hear that. Okay, so if you've got all these keywords now, what does indexing for those keywords mean? Indexing means that Amazon sees that keyword or that keyword phrase as something that they want to show your product um, or, or your, your yeah your product listing show up on the search results. So if you're not indexed for that keyword phrase, you won't ever show up on the search results. Not even you go down to page uh, 200, right? You're just not going to see it. So you want to be indexed and there's tools to see if you're indexed. One quick way of finding out if you're indexed, by the way, guys, is if you want to do this manually, is literally to take the ASIN of your product and then type in uh, the keyword phrase right after that in the search bar, and it'll tell you whether you're indexed or not. It'll say, you know, there's zero results found, or if it finds you, it tells you. If, you, if they find you, you're indexed. If not, you're not indexed, okay? Um, if you want a tool that does this automatically for you, Helium 10 has one uh, called 5K Checker, okay? It does like eight hours worth of indexing in about 30 seconds. Um, let me see, conversion rate. We have, uh, with, this goes back to sponsored ads or any kind of advertising, you wanna find out what your conversion rate is. And that's the percent, percentages of visitors that actually convert into a sale or into a customer. So if for every 10 people that click into my, um, my listing, uh, if I got 10 people that clicked in and one of those bought, I would have a 10% conversion based off of those people that actually saw the page. I hope, hopefully that makes sense. Um, Reverse ASIN or reverse ASIN keyword lookup. Okay, this one is thrown around a lot. People go, what the heck is a reverse ASIN keyword lookup or, or search? And that is where you take a tool like Cerebro, okay, from Helium 10, and you can actually uh, do a, uh, or find a bunch of keywords based off of just the ASIN. So in with most keyword search tools, you start with a seed keyword. So let's say if, uh, flashlights, if I'm selling you know, an LED flashlight or a tactical flashlight, I might type in flashlight for my main seed keyword, and then it's gonna find a bunch of other keywords that are similarly themed towards flashlight. A reverse uh, ASIN keyword search, on the other hand, is different. I'm gonna put an ASIN, so I can take my competitor's ASIN, I can paste it in there, do a search, and it's then going to find keyword phrases that this particular ASIN, this product, is actually showing up in the search results for, okay? Maybe in the top 100 results, 300 results, whatever it might be, okay? And this is gonna give you a lot of interesting ideas because it could be super varied, right? You might have a uh, uh, vitamin C might be your main keyword, right? And you would never get uh, super 
almost unrelated. They're related, but they're they're like for example, facial uh, a facial serum cream or vitamin C serum cream might not show up um, when you typed in vitamin C with a seed keyword, but with a reverse acin it would. So it's best to uh, to check out that tool. There's a lot of uh, a lot of instructional videos on how to use it, and, and it uh, should clear things up. Um, so let's see. We got we talked about pay per click, right? PPC. That's pay per click. Um, that's just a form of advertising where you pay for each click. Uh, premium placement is when uh, you don't want to send your products to uh, all the warehouses because whatever the reason might be, right? You might uh, it might be expensive. You want to get things in faster. You can pay Amazon for a premium placement where they charge you a small fee per unit, and you can send it all to one particular warehouse. I used to do that uh, on occasion when I need things to get in there quickly. Uh, it's an option, something you can do. Um, you'll hear about OEM. OEM is Original Equipment Manufacturer. Um, We've got, let me see, referral fees. There's a 15% referral fee for most people. Sometimes it differs, but the referral fees uh, are is a fee that Amazon takes out of every sale uh, that you that you make, um, and they're supposed to use those fees uh, to pay um, affiliates or people who are actually promoting products or promoting Amazon and driving traffic to actually buy products, and they'll pay them a, a smaller amount of that referral fee. They charge you 15% and pay a smaller amount, so they make a lot of money on that. Uh, let me see. The marketplace, you know, people say, well, marketplaces, um, that typically means, for example, .com. That's a marketplace. You know, Amazon.com. If you do uh, Amazon.ca for Canada, that's another marketplace, right? Uh, Amazon.jp for Japan, that's another marketplace. That's typically what they mean by marketplaces. There's Merch by Amazon. You'll hear that. That's a totally separate program by Amazon. It's print on demand. It's with shirts. Um, it's an awesome uh, awesome place to start if you want to get in with, uh, you know, get into something with almost no money. Really, they Amazon handles everything for you there. Uh, they have the shirts. They You just upload a design and then you're in business, okay? That's it. And then they, they sell it for whatever you, you're selling it for. Let's say you say you want to sell it for $19. Um, they'll take their, their fee out of it. Let's say it's $12, and then you'll get the other $7. So you don't have to have inventory. You don't have to source anything. You just have to have an artist that creates these images and then upload the images uh, so you can see what, what they look like on their shirts. You select the colors you want, the size, all that kind of stuff, and then you're in business. It's really, really cool. Um, we actually have, I, I generate somewhere around I, it's just shy of $60,000 a year in profit, pure profit, just from merch. And it's something that I, I, I don't touch. I spend like five minutes a month, if that, on that program. It's like on autopilot now. Um, it's pretty cool. And we have a group. Um, it's called Merch Elite. Um, and if you actually go into our normal Facebook group, um, the FBA High Rollers group, um, it's linked at the top there. But uh, yeah, if you type Merch Elite, um, that's us. So... Uh, let's see, webinars, I'm going to just mention that. Hopefully, you guys know what webinars are, but that's a great place to learn stuff, right? A webinar is just a, uh, a live video. Usually, it's live video um, where people, you get up to 1,000 people in our webinars that will come into one big room, and they're watching, you're watching your computer screen, you're learning um, whatever it is that we're teaching at that time. So, those are webinars. Um, you've got your catalog department at Amazon. That's typically, um, if you have a product with your listing, right, the title is locked and you can't change it or one of your images has disappeared or whatever, you're going to talk to the catalog department. So when you call Seller Central up, if you have a problem, you can, and, there's, and it's specific to your product listing page, 
you know, that something that people can see on Amazon, just ask to speak to the catalog department. Um, a cool little ninja tactic. If you want to not be transferred over or not to reach somebody uh, and speak to somebody, let's say that's in India, Bangladesh, wherever it is that they're at, right? Um, because you're having trouble communicating, ask to speak to the captive team. Okay, captive, as, as, as if you were captured, right? The captive team, um, from almost every time that I've ever talked to them, seems to be based here in the U.S. or, or um, I just noticed uh, the level of the uh, the quality of English uh, of the people that I'm speaking to are, are is a much is at a much higher level, and I usually can get things resolved a lot better. And then finally, guys, you don't want to get in trouble. Uh, you want to follow Amazon's TOS, right? That stands for Terms of Service, and the Terms of Service guys. Uh, will be the, uh, the the making or breaking of your business. If you do something that Amazon doesn't like, you violate their t TOS, um, they will ban or they will suspend your account and you'll be uh, out of out of luck at that point. So there's probably more. I know there's a, there's a freight forwarding and freight forwarding has its entire list of, of acronyms, but freight forwarding is a, a company that, um, a freight forwarder, I should say, is a company that handles the importing and exporting of products. So you're going to be, when you order something um, or you source something from China, for example, you'll be most likely dealing with a freight forwarder that gets those products uh, into the U.S. And again, and, and we could probably do another podcast completely on freight forwarding acronyms because they got stuff like FOB, EXW, CIEF, and a ton of other stuff. But I don't want to, I don't want to make this video go on forever. So guys, um, hopefully this was cool. You took some notes. You know a little bit more. If you want to see more of this kind of stuff, let me know. Um, I'd love to see you in our Facebook group. I mentioned that earlier in the podcast. And uh, yeah, it's a little dark in here. It's at night. Um, the light from the monitor screen is actually lighting me up here. It's crazy. Um, but um, yeah, hopefully you've gained something from this and I will talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye now. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.